Pastor Hemi, she's going to be talking about few characteristics or attributes of who God is. And uh, I just happen to be the one opening the theme this morning. And today, the one that we are looking at is God is holy. Holiness is one of the attributes of God. And holy just simply means being separated from sin, separated from impurity and um, uncleanness. So it, it, it has that connotation of sacredness, you know, consecration. And uh, as, as, as she will be talking for the couple of weeks, I would like us to keep in mind one thing that Every attribute that God has, he has passed it on to us. We have that ability to live it and experience it. For example, in Genesis, the Bible says that God created us in his own image. So we were created in the image of God. Another example is, for instance, we know that God is omniscient. He knows everything. That attribute is also passed on to us in the form that we have people who are called prophets. Not necessarily prophets, but there are people who can dream dreams, who comes to pass, or people who can have visions, which happens to pass. So as human beings on our own, we do not have that capacity to know the future, but because it is the part of the nature of God, he has shared it with us that from time to time, he can tell us what will happen. So I can still go on and on and on talking about how some of the characteristics of, Jesus, of God, I mean, we also embrace it because he created us in his own image and then we, have, we, we tend to walk into those characteristics as well. It is the same thing with holiness. We know that God is not associated with sin, with uncleanness, with um, impurity and everything we think about that we are looking at sacredness, pure, which sometimes can become a little bit hard for us as human beings to conceive ourselves walking a holy life because we are sinners, so how can we be holy? Uh, in as much as we, we can try to live right, there are people who become a stumbling block, and one time or another, we fall short of the glory of God. This is where I love this letter that we, we've just read today, because the Apostle Peter was writing to his audience all about holiness, and it seems like there is a way that we can also live a holy life. The second reason that I think it is also important not to focus a lot for me this morning on God's holiness is because one of the reasons that God gives us and allows us to walk in some of his attributes, I like to repeat this and I'm sure you've heard me say it again and again, is because we are the closest thing that the, all, the world will ever see to Jesus. So if we are the one representing God here on earth, he might also as well give us some of his attributes so that the world can see him in us. What does Apostle Peter say is writing here? 
There are two things that I really like about the audience to which he's writing to. In 1 Peter chapter 1, that we've just read in verse 1, it just says that he's writing to the exile of the dispersion and mentioned a couple of cities where the letter was supposed to be read. I was just amazed how he's writing to people who are living in exile, and still he required them to maintain a holy life. I think that would have been a good excuse for the apostle to say, you know, you are already living a hard time. You are not in your homeland. You are, you are foreigners where you are. You are in exile, you know. I think we're going to turn it down, these things of holiness, a little bit. But no. Still, he required them to keep and live a holy life. Which means for us, who are not really living in exile, the standard is pretty high because we have no excuse to give. The second reason that I think that this letter is also significant to us is because in verse 8, he's he's, he's telling them this. He's talking about Jesus to them, he says, Although you have not seen him, you loved him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him, and rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy. This verse clearly is telling us that the audience to whom he's writing are not people who walk with Jesus. They are not people who live during the time of Jesus. As he said, you did not see him, but still you believed in him. So this is probably the first or second generation after Jesus that he's writing to. And I think that also fits to us this today. We've never seen Jesus. We came to faith through the Bible, through reading the testimonies of other people. So again, in as much as this message was important to the audience that the apostle was writing to, it is also relevant and important to us this morning. I'm going to encourage you to have some time and read these epistles of Apostle Peter because you have the impression that you are reading a 21st century professor at a seminary somewhere there in the U.S. Because he quotes a lot of Old Testament scripture, but it's very interesting that he explained them from a Christian perspective, which is super amazing to me. For instance, the, the line that we've just read which says, you shall be holy, for I am holy, He actually got it from the book of Leviticus. But now he's trying to explain to his audience as Christians how that applies to them. And we are going to look at three things the way he is encouraging them to maintain and to keep the holy life. Now, that line is find word for word in in two chapters in the book of Leviticus. As we know, the book of Leviticus is full of laws, rituals, and all those things. So the first time we find this line of you shall be holy, it is in Leviticus chapter 11, verse 44. Now the interesting thing about this chapter is that the whole chapter is talking about clean and unclean animals. 
In other words, in the Old Testament, by simply touching a certain type of animals, you you became unclean. Remember that holiness has something to do with being clean and being unclean. So in the Old Testament, by eating a certain type of animals, that will make you very unclean. And when you became unclean, you were required to do and go and do sacrifice so that you can purify and clean yourself. Now, before we go back to Apostle Peter, let's see how Jesus himself interpreted this one. When you check Matthew chapter 5, chapter 15, verse, verse 15, Jesus is answering a question and he says, it is not what goes inside your mouth that makes you unclean. It is what comes out of you. I think Jesus had mercy on us because I'm always trying to imagine if we had to stick to all those laws of which animals not to touch, not to eat, how hard that would have been. But Jesus come and help us clarify and say, it's not about the food that you eat. It's about what comes out of you. And even more important, we can still remember that after he finished to fast, to, to fast for 40 days, then he was tempted by the devil. There is a very important line that he mentioned related to food and the way Jesus used the term of eating. Last, first time, third time, second time, and this third time, he told the devil that, it's not even the third time, the first time, that men shall not live of bread alone, but of the word of God. So if we try to connect all these three ideas, we realize that because it is what comes out of us that can make us unclean and separate from God, then we have to make sure that what we feed ourselves with is pure. Because if you feed yourself with something that is not clean and pure, Definitely, what is going to come out is going to make you unclean. And Jesus is clarifying for us again and is saying, it's not only about food, but it is the word of God. And this is again something that Apostle Peter talks about it too. The same chapter, he's telling them in verse 23 and say, you have been born and you know of perishable but of imperishable seed through the living and enduring word of God. Now, in case we're wondering how to maintain, how to keep our holy life, the first secret that the apostle is teaching us this morning is we need to feed our, ourselves, our hearts, our souls, our mind with the right type of food so that when we bring it out, it does not make us unclean. My question this morning is like, what, do we, what, what, what substance do we feed our heart for, our mind with, our souls with? Because usually when somebody is, when somebody outward the hatred or let's say, um, 
behave in a, in a certain way is not usually, it doesn't start from outside, it's usually something that starts from inside, which is just being exteriorized. Now here the apostle is giving us a very key. If you feed your heart with the right type of food, then you can maintain your holiness from the outside. The second place where we see this sentence being used in the Old Testament is again in Leviticus 19. What is so interesting about Leviticus 19 is that here, it doesn't talk about animals or food. It talks about moral laws, how people should live in society. It talks about loving your neighbor. It talks about how you should treat one another. It talks about how you should treat the poor in your community, the widow, how we should respect our parents. It's so amazing that sometimes we may be tempted to say, okay, cleanness is related to only food or, I don't know, or something that has to do with the way we, uh, we treat ourselves from inside. But here the Bible is giving us another side that we can also become unclean by the way we live out there if we mistreat, marginalize other people out there, that definitely can make us unclean and not align with God's holiness. And the Apostle Peter talks about it when he said in the scripture that we read, he said, instead, as he who called you his holy, be holy yourselves in all your conduct. all your conduct, the way we treat others, the way we behave around others? Do we act or behave in a way that reflects God's holiness out there? And one of the things that the Apostle Peter picked on was love. He said, you should love one another. I like he used two words, deeply love one another and from your heart. Does everything that we do comes from a place of love? Does everything, the way we react, the way we treat people out there, does it come from the place of love? Not just love, but Apostle Peter says it has to be from deep love from our heart. That is also one way that we can live our holy life maintain our holy life, maintain the relationship with God is by making sure that the way we act, the way we conduct ourselves in the communities, in our families, in the church, it is coming from a place of love. Because we can have that assurance that because it is coming from a place of love, it will help us and maintain us to make sure that we are keeping our holy sacredness relationship with God. I love the way somebody talks about God's holiness. He explained it as said, think of it like the sun. The closer you get to the sun, the closer you start feeling the heat and embodying the heat from the sun. So God's holiness is almost like the same. So the closer we draw to his holiness, the closer we need also to reflect it. Now, the last thing that the apostle talks about is probably one of the most important things is 
I know you may be probably telling me, like, it's hard. I agree that there are just some people that are hard to love, very hard to love. There are some people that it's very hard for us to forgive them because of the way they've treated us, because of the way they've handled us, because of the way they've hurt us. I agree with you. I also have some people that I think they are very hard to love. But there is another aspect that Apostle Peter talks about that I think is very important. Living a holy life is not something that we can do on our own. It's not something that you can say you're going to the gym, you go to the gym, and after a while you'll be in shape. No. It's something that we need the grace and the help of Jesus. Now, going back to Leviticus from where uh, Apostle Peter was quoting from, when men fall short of glory of God, what happened is God introduced the system of sacrifice that every time when a person sinned, they'll have to sacrifice an animal to make themselves clean. But in the New Testament, we do not have to do that anymore. Why? Because Jesus died for us, and he's the ransom that has been paid. This doesn't mean that it's a free pass to live the way we want, but it's just that assurance that even when we fail, we can still go back and restart afresh. Maybe you've tried to forgive people. Maybe you've tried to love other people, and you've failed. Or maybe you are the one who have hurt others, and you feel like you've failed. The good news that the Apostle Peter is telling us this morning is like, we can still restart afresh again because of the sacrifice that Jesus did. Apostle Peter wrote it here in chapter 18 when he said, You know that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your ancestors, not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamp without defect or blemish. Is using again the terminology of the book of Leviticus. As I'm closing this morning, there is something that I would deeply ask us to think about this week. I always say that you can pretend before everybody, you can lie others, but you'll never lie to yourself. In case you are struggling to forgive somebody, struggling to love somebody, struggling to let go of something, I'm going to invite us to think about those things that we are struggling with. Because some of those things are the things that can make us not live a holy life like God intended us to be. I'm going to ask you to cry out to Jesus and say, God, it's hard for me to forgive this person. I've tried, and it looks like I don't have enough strength and ability to let go and to forgive. Can you help me? Lord, it's hard for me to let go of these habits that I have. I've tried all by myself, and I know this is an obstacle between me and holy life. Can you help me?
Because as the Apostle Peter said, it's not something that we can do on our own. It's something that we do through Jesus and through Christ. The reason why it's very important, holiness, is because if you are like me, who is somebody who aspires to one day be in heaven, there is no heaven without holiness. That is why it's very important for us to walk on our holy-like life. Because if the God that we are looking forward to, to meet one day, he is holy, we will have to be also like him. Again, as we are remembering how God is holy to us, the relationship and the aspect of his holiness is that we have also to be like him. And let's remember that reading our Bible, meditating upon it, doing our prayer is key to our, maintain our holy life. Watching over the way we live is key and giving Jesus the place that he deserves in our lives knowing that we cannot live this holy life by ourselves is also key. May God bless his word in Jesus' name. Amen.